We have a lot of you. You're you're on the spindle. Um, you are currently in what is known as the canteen. Um, most fleeters spend their time here in the canteen, drinking void hooch, chewing dried anch fly larva, which is sort of like mm. eating maple glazed bacon while smoking a cigar at the same time. <laughs> uh, deadly if swallowed, so don't do that, just chew it. And waiting for their favorite massage bots to free up for a half an hour. Mm. Canteen is bright, vast, and crowded. And almost anything from the known worlds can be acquired for the right price now that the the tachyon spikes from the Tachquake have subsided. Um, there are merchants everywhere hawking wares. Um, uh, the smart shopper can also find behind the pylon tents where fake barbers sell real alien wares and RK tech. Some of it allowed to circulate by the directorate and some of it is black mm. illicit, you know. And um, so you guys are actually headed to, within the canteen, a, a place called the Basilicon. Um, the Basilicon is where returning venturers must, by company law, resell all Architect they found out in the void. Um, now, as I mentioned, most fleeters under-report their hauls. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Basilicon is in the upper third of the centralmost part of the canteen. It's this kind of silo-shaped series of what they call room blobs uh, marked in deep red. And that's where the directorate of the company interacts with its citizens. Uh, And it is um, within the Basilicon, you're specifically heading for the the acquisitions department. Hmm. Acquisition is where um, the venturers come back to sell their gear, obviously, to the company. But it's also a good place just to tell tall tales, to talk, to bet on new venture contracts, fist fights, you know, if you're inclined. And it never closes down. But it's also never free of gendarmes, which are sort of the station kind mm-hmm. of police, right? So you guys are heading uh, inside this, you know, this sort of crimson uh, room blob of, of acquisitions um, because you were previously uh, sent a message from a refactor, somebody who works for the company, right, and delegates these ventures, named Huntash Firo. Huntash Firo, um, who uh, is here, hmm. Huntash Firo, he is a Harajun, one of the sort of like Strange ape-like creatures with the sound of weird bat wings, right? Uh, he contacted you recently and uh, asked you to come in for a special job. In, as in, this is not uh, a venture that he was putting just on the general market. He said, I want you guys, I'm offering you this thing, come into the acquisition blob, we'll talk about it, like, and see if it's up your alley, right? And being an official refactor, like, this is company-sponsored. So, you know, like, you know that um, that the pay is... Um, standard. At least you think <laughs> it's standard and guaranteed. You know what I mean? Like this. So, uh, as you walk into acquisitions, you see Huntash Firo, who is this solemn-looking Harajun, wearing a great cowboy hat and um, what looks like sort of a, a patchwork of various sort of... Um, uh, 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 
old kind of country and western clothing that's sort of been haphazardly put on. There's like a vest and then another vest under that and then like, you know, um, leather chaps on like, you know, shorts. And, you know, I mean, it's all this sort of mismatched, um, weird country and western garbage. Um, and he is, you know, seated at this sort of like um, concave sort of table unit and he sort of, you know, he... Uh, moves one of his arms to sort of gesture you all forward and you can see the membranous wing kind of flap underneath his arm. And so he gestures for you to for, for you to come over. So, um, why don't you guys describe your characters as you're coming into the acquisitions room and meeting up with uh, Furo here. Let's start with Ten Bean Sailor. Alright. Ten Bean is kind of a darker orange um, in terms of like chitin color has the forearms um, is kind well, we of... all have forearms <laughs> uh, four forearms oh I see Ooh. okay so I... 16 arms is what you're saying yeah that's a lot of arms wow <laughs> has a uh, bedazzled jean jacket um, well we all have bedazzled <laughs> jean jacket ah <laughs> oh, damn it <laughs> They all have Tasmanian Devil on them. (laughs) Well, that's why we work together. (laughs) Um, And the classic, like, torn-up jeans. Seen a lot of work. Uh, But also has a kind of small duffel bag uh, at his side filled with just kind of junk and scrap and technologically oriented stuff. Doodads and goo-gahs and what they call them. Has the nice compound eyes. So you never quite know where he's looking. All right, so that's Ten Bean Sailor. What about uh, what about Zick Burn? Uh, pretty standard looking, average human dude. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just n- dude nothing thing. very remarkable about them. They're just kind of they're just pretty nice. Uh, they don't don't really have any signifiers other than they're kind of short. And like most fleeters, they are I would say slightly underweight and slightly kind yeah. of kind of palish because mm-hmm. they. You know, from from for a long time now, they've survived on just like nutrient goop. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, okay. Candle Wick. Okay, she has. Uh, well, she looks like one of the Morn folk that's uh, blue wires and a female body on both sides. Yeah, so kind of this like violet twin person, sort of front and back, right? And yeah. In the Janus kind of style. <clears throat> and uh, she's wearing like a leather vest, but it's cut so both sides are the front. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then like a leather uh, mini skirt, and then she has like a bat wing tuxedo cat on her shoulder. Fantastic. All right. Nice. What about, what about Stump? Uh, Stump is covered in tiny whip-like scars because she's nice. been tortured her entire life and like you know so since we can up. see all those we i assume i assume she's new no oh, she's I see. Okay. just wearing i mean a mad max outfit right so like i mean you, well yeah, i mean you're on the spindle shit. now so like you could have been given so proper clothes. she is she yeah. has she is covered in scars but she's got most of them covered up um she's just wearing like long pants long shirt and she's one of those people that you look at and you're like something's wrong and I don't know what it is 
I mean, technically, one of the Mad so. Max outfits was like a hockey mask, That's a true. bikini <laughs> brief, and a harness. Yeah. I know, right? So she's yep. much more clothed, clothed than that, is what I'm going to go with. <laughs> okay, so, so, so here's the first time of many in which I will encourage you to be weirder than you're being. Great. So your outfit should be like, you know, a a lime green umbrella out of which you've like cut two leg holes. Well, I and thought shoved this was a into... corporate thing, so like shouldn't we at least be clothed no, fairly regularly? Uh, you're weirdos. You're oh. fucking you're okay. betting on contracts from the company. You don't technically you work for the company in the same way that contractors work for the company. You know what I mean? No benefits. Yeah. No glory. Okay. Yeah, and you bid with other, you know, void miners as they call them to like get these contracts and we'll do it for cheaper. Yes. Mm. Exactly. Mm, feels bad. Okay. I'm sorry, I'll try to be weird. <laughs> so, um Yeah, so so uh Firo gestures you over. Um and uh he's sort of like because of the way that the the, the table unit itself is pretty tall but the chairs, for some reason, are all variable heights. Um, and um, he is on the tallest one, but it's still because of his sort of, like, hunched-over ape-like height. Um, he still has to kind of, like, stand on his tiptoes and sort of, like, he's got his sort of knuckles forward on the uh, on, on the table trying to, like, you know, seem like he's comfortable, but it's really, really, it's clearly an uncomfortable <laughs> position. Um and he uh, sort of gestures at the other seats. Uh, Please, it's 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 it. Ten bean will take the highest seat. The next highest seat, yeah, obviously, yes. Compared to him. Yeah. Gandalf just kind of looks, turns around, looks. What's the him? Do you mean like looks and then spins through seats? <laughs> yeah. and looks? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> and just decides to put her foot on one of the chairs. Okay. So everybody crowds around this 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 table unit here, Captain yeah. Morganing. So so Firo sort of like takes his uh, cowboy hat off and sort of like um, uh, fans himself because it's a little bit sort of uh, 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 sweaty in here and it's a little humid, right? Because well, and there's just a bunch of people sort of milling about, uh, looking at like these sort of large sort of uh, transparent like crystal displays and everything like that where you can see like refactors of the companies like communicating with people and there's like these uh, um, uh, almost like leaderboards basically of like oh this contract was completed recently for this money and you know all this information is streaming in and there's just sort of a din of general chatter going on and so uh, Furious fanning himself and, and, and he says uh, thank you for coming to uh, see me um I, I have a, a, a lucrative uh, contract for you. It is um, very simple, uh, but uh, it's urgent and must happen now. Uh, it's basically, as, as soon as we finish um, the, the 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 money talking, um, you you go. Yes, of course. Yes, good. Right. So, uh, I am a family man. Yeah, of course. After work, I go home to be family man. Yesterday, I go home to see daughter, Bira. She's not there. I think she has gone off to, um, you know, 
off of the spindle to uh, to this place. Um, and uh, I would like her back because it is not safe out there. It's bad, bad for her. So you find her and bring her back here and I give you 500 guilders for the group. And then, obviously, we do base pay you 25 each. So, it's very simple. See, you'll find daughter, you'll bring her back. No problem. Yes? Of course, we'd be happy to bring your daughter back. I want more than 500. I, I look at him with one of my faces and smile, and why the other one's like, Rock, can you get us more money? That's you, by the way. That's... Me? Yeah. Stump. Yeah, I know your name's Stump, but... It's calling you Rock. Because, For uh, Rock what? <laughs> Why would we give you a nickname when Stump is your name? <laughs> Stump seems insulting, yeah. I guess, so that's why. Yeah, I'm I'm not going anywhere without at least a thousand. Okay. Okay. That calls for a roll. Give me a charm, please. And our gentleman, Firo, uh, is going to... Resist ah, this. Great. Alright. So our Firo got a four. What did you get? Four. Ah, okay. So in terms of ties... I had a five, but it was like kind of wedged ah, in here, so okay. I was like, I'm not going to accept that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so we will say that... Now, for ties, the initiator is actually the winner. So, in this case, I think you're successful, but by a, a fairly thin margin. So, you see Firo kind of like, he, he takes his sort of knuckles and he's sort of like rubbing his chin like, uh, Compromise. Uh, group gets 700. Yes? I get up and start to leave the room. Uh, where- my character yeah. is like staring off into space and she just goes even number. Seven twenty. <laughs> that is an even number, I don't <laughs> eight hundred more even. You, you can't be more I'm I'm not you good get with like a thumbs up. <laughs> I I am not great with number language, but I think that you either even or odd. You can't be more even than other even things. Just staring. All numbers even. And he's just sort of looking. I mean, you know, he sees um, uh, uh, Zick uh, walking away, and like he's just clear, rapidly sort of um, everything's losing, falling apart. Uh, <laughs> Game says, over. Huh? He says, "Okay, eight hundred, eight hundred for group." And 25 for each. 26 for each. <laughs> All even. I don't understand. I don't understand you being so obsession with, with evenness. Fine, 26. Have you ever set the volume on your TV? Close. It's like that. TV. What is TV? <laughs> oh, right. I close the door and come sit back down. Go back to staring off into space. All right, 800, but I can't guarantee she's coming back alive. <laughs> is uh, this joke, right? He's making, I'm, I'm kidding. Making yeah. fun of this. 
Okay. Uh, of course. We'd, of course we'd bring her back. Oh, I don't understand meat bags. Oh, yes. We, uh, uh, too, it's a thing that holds me. Too good for you. All of us with our with our liquids. Oh, that was a good joke, sir. Too. Too good. I don't think you understand jokes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about junk now, okay? It's okay. Apparently, I don't understand bookies. <laughs> they like librarians? On, Number two on, is even, though. I bet on a horse, but apparently it wasn't real. So, oh. here, is, here is problem, of course. Bira... Biranth is full name. They call her Bira. Bira is 16. Uh, company has trained her as a banshee. Right? Te- technical person. And she has... Um, she likes uh, stuff. She likes to take them and keep them and not give them back. You understand what I mean? Like very shiny metal and so That's on. That's what you do. They're like, find the thing. Oh, it's mine now. You know, and not give back. Of course. She also had, um, she was uh, anxious, jumpy about living spin. Uh, she wanted mm-hmm. to go off spin uh, now that uh, uh, Stiffwork's working again. Right. So, this is my understanding. I talked to Gendarms, they explain what happened. Mm-hmm. She got into the archive, got into a secure room blob, stole a tack map. Uh, to some kind of uh, pleasure ship uh, orbiting a moon of a, of a planet uh, Saturn or something. I, hmm. um, so this map, it tells you like how to well, you you, you bet, you know it tells yeah. you how to tack to to, other to place. Yes, yes, very good. Yes. Um, she must have gone through uh, this, this stiff work uh, the, late yesterday, and uh, I have not seen her since. It's possible she's hurt or in trouble, but it's more likely that she's just, you know, she's having a good time and doesn't want to come back yet. Of course. I don't want to take chances. She should, you know, be back immediately, so, you know, with happy family together, you know, bad for, you know, uh, cohesiveness. Yes. Is that how you people reproduce? Um, what, this? No, this, this is gesture meaning together. Not reproduction. Okay, I thought it was the same thing. Hmm. Uh, no, uh, I'm not here to talk about sex life, okay? Uh, it jobs. Yes, you don't have to raise hand. <laughs> Why? Does she have to come back? Because it's dangerous out there. You anywhere off spin is potentially nightmare. You know, weird animals and and bad people and ooh, I like animals. And space, space bad. You out there, you suffocate, explode, things like that. I don't. Again, you don't have to. Yeah, fine. Yes, you. Uh, can I bring my bear lizard? Sure. Great. Right. Just bring Bira back safe. Okay, that's all you do. Right. Yes, again, you. Can I also bring my crow? I don't care what yeah. animals you bring. Okay. What what creatures, beings you bring. Yeah, Good. Just, just do the job, okay? You can... I don't... The details 
<laughs> I don't need to know all the details, okay? So, um, throughout this conversation, you you, you notice that um, uh, Firo has, like, he is trying to keep a kind of a conversational, sort of relaxed, sort of um, essence about him, right? He's trying to project a kind of an air of, you know, calm worried, if that makes any sense, right? You know, mm -hmm. like, you know he's a little, he's concerned, right? But it, it's it's kind of clear that that's, that's up front, right? That there's something going on internally. If you would like to try to delve deeper, psychologically speaking, then make a, a will check. In this case, it would be a perceive. Okay. Do I have advantage on this? Because is this a technical area? Uh, yes. yes. Is, it, is he a humanoid character? Nine. He is, yeah. I mean, the the, the the the, the um, Harajun are humanoid creatures. Okay. Three, um, five, five. Okay. Yes, nine. sir. A nine. Okay. Anybody else? I can just oh. use read and get whatever I want off of you, but I'll let it go. Now, grit. what did you what did you roll? Mm -hmm. It was yeah. four grit. What I mean, what did what, what's your dice? I rolled an eight. It's a d10. Okay, I just wanted to know if it was. One. Just tell me if it's the max on your oh, die. Oh, no, it's not. That's it's a, yeah, I rolled an 8 on D10, and I got a plus 1. So okay. I, I just kind of finally look back and make eye contact with him. What are you not telling us? He sort of, again, sort of takes his knuckles and kind of scrapes them across his cheek. Okay, 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 fine. This personal, I did not want to get into this with... You know, strangers. Is this about your sex life? No. I mean, tangentially, I guess, yes. Like, on also, a can you please raise your hand when you have a question? No. That's not necessary. <laughs> Look, okay. We had... Uh, oh, uh, what is... What is... What is word string? Um, yeah, falling out. She, Bira, wanted to bond, life bond, uh, with two of her schoolmates, Faina and Yalit. I think she should wait until school is done and accepted into Factorial Academy before she makes that decision, but she is young, you know, she's hot-headed, she wants to do what she wants to do. I think to prepare for going away from Spindle to live with them forever and all this stuff. She stole this, this tech map um, to try to find a, a, a fortune, right? And from what I understand about pleasure ship, it is relatively safe. It is pleasure ship. Like it's meant for rich entertainment, uh, not... Uh, Sex life. Not Maybe, not war or anything, so... She goes in there, she gets all the architect, comes back, sells it, has lots of money, can afford to live with her life mates. Right? How cute. Now, um, 
there is a, a, another thing. Um, this uh, tack map, um, she stole from archive. Uh, I it, it was in my office, and I um, I also stole it. Uh, just just to be clear. Okay, so I and he sort of looks around, like <laughs> trying to make sure that he's not being overheard. Like, okay, so. She stole from me, but I stole from archive. Does that make sense? Yeah. I was just curious, okay, about that map. That's all. She knows all about thieving. But please, do, do, please I, I beg you, do not do not turn me into cow. I just want daughter back. If you can bring the tag map, the, the tag map. dossier back quickly. It's a safe hulk. <coughs> At least that's what I was told from. There was a, a party explored it like a month ago, said it was fine, you know, said it was safe. Um, if you do this, bring her and the dossier back. I, I pay you handsomely. It sounds good to me still. Is he real? Are you both <laughs> <laughs> I'll point over the ape shoulder at nothing. Is he real? I beg... I beg pardon? No, that's no. Okay. Where'd uh, you steal it from? Raise oh. your hand, please. <laughs> Don't yes. listen to that hand. <laughs> Where'd you steal it from? I told you, archive. I stole it from archive. They have old tech maps. Look, are you going to do job or not? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, you know. Get, yes. Will lunch be provided? No. God damn it. Just stand up and like. <laughs> okay. All right. And so he he pulls out like a, a sort of piece of like. It's 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 clearly a slightly used handkerchief. Mm-hmm. It's got a kind of like a yellowish sort of like mm. stained quality to it. Not a cum rag, is it? No. No, it is not. Okay, good. Uh, he pulls that out and kind of like. Flattens it out on the table and pulls out what looks like a charcoal pencil, and he sort of like starts. He you know grips it in his fist and starts drawing what looks like a kind of a crude map, and he says, um, uh, "This take you from canteen. You go down into near base. Uh, uh, this take you to stiff works that leads to ship. Okay. Now you go is easy. Come back hard because you." You need tack map to make connection back. Make yes, sense? Of course. Yeah. You are. Lo- oh, by the way, uh, and he sort of shots this down. He says, um, "The ship uh, is uh, Arbor of Ukbar." And Arbor being A R B O R, like the you know the, the f- uh, forest kind of yeah, yeah. related. Things. Um, and then Ukbar. U Q B A R. Oh, Arbor of Ukbar. This uh, not actual. It translated. It old Tefnian ship. So it mm. there is um, probably AI aboard. So you you use that name. You talk to right. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And so he you know he sort of finishes his up his little sketch and then just sort of kind of tosses it over the table towards the nearest person to pick up okay so you um 
Uh, good. We have agreement. Everything good. You go now and find her. Yes, everything's great. We got this. <laughs> pick up the map. And he sort of like, you know, gets his knuckles up and sort of like hops down from the table and sort of adjusts his cowboy hat back on and then very quickly kind of like scuttles out of the room. <laughs> I walk back. Are we going to? I mean, unless you have anything else to do, now's the perfect time. Shall we go? No questions. I don't see any raised hands. All right. <laughs> I lead the way. <laughs> I gotta get my armor bugs. Okay. Well, we can swing by there first. Yeah, I gotta get my bear lizard and my crow. He said I could bring them. He said I could bring them. It's true, he did. It smells. It's aggressive. No, I don't. Be aggressive. Yes, um. So, um, Firo also provided you with an image, uh, sort of a, like a, the future equivalent of like a Polaroid, essentially, hmm. image of um, what um, his daughter looks like. Vera looks like. Right. Nice. Like, almost looks like a side shape. Okay. So, uh, you're heading to the uh, the Stiffworks. You're going down to the bays and heading to the Stiffworks here you plotted out. Mm-hmm. So, you um, exit the, um, the canteen and you begin climbing down this series of rickety mycelial wooden ladders down to the near bays, which is sort of the, the highest section of the bays. Because at the very bottom is the dormant bays where, like, you should, probably shouldn't go there because there's creepy shit, you know, and that leads to, like, yeah. maybe hell. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. So, but the near bays are filled with really sort of connections to safe, generally speaking, worlds and, and that sort of thing. Um, so you end up in this um, sort of cylindrical room, right? You, you find the right, finally, sort of like fungus ladder and, and go down, and, and you're there in this, this cylindrical room. And um, you see um, it's just this sort of like featureless kind of white room. But at the very end, there is a flat black, like, it looks like marble, but it clearly isn't, um, uh, sort of edifice, right, basically, at the end of the room. And inside that um, is this, what looks like a, and you have to kind of like step to the side to get like, light and the angle uh, to understand what it is. It's this smooth funnel-shaped sort of hole in the wall. Just large enough for like a wetton or a large human to start crawling down, right? And because it is sort of like black on black, that's why you have to sort of step aside. Oh, I see. It's like, it's curving. It's down. Yeah. And it's a little bit off the ground, so it's like maybe for an average human, it's at like waist height, so you have to kind of like crawl into it, <coughs> hook a leg in and get in. Now, you, Tenbeen, you know that this is a standard Malkovich tunnel. <coughs> All right. <clears throat> so you know that um, you'll have to um, <coughs> you'll have to tack this right. Um, And 
and it involves. Um, let me try to explain, like. Uh, Are we going to end up inside John Malkovich? Well, presumably. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> That's where the rest of the game is played. <laughs> Surprise, we're just, actually playing... We're just on John the set of Con Air, the rest of the... <laughs> <laughs> okay, because Malkovich tunnels are like... They're, they're spin side, right? They're on mm-hmm. the spindle, so like they're pretty easy to figure out, right? <laughs> All it takes is two grit on your part. You don't need to make a check. The thing just responds to you, right? All right. So I've spent two, two grit there. Done and done. And the way this works is that, so you reach out and touch this sort of black marble, quote-unquote, edifice nearby, and you think of the mind of the spindle or the OS. or the, That's the sort of conceptual framework that you have there and you concentrate it's less like operating a computer and more like having a series of feelings and visions right you concentrate and then the rest of you see that um, nothing happens visually speaking like the hole doesn't change in any way but then you sort of you tend being release your hand from the wall and you know it's tacked all right we're good to go who wants to go through first I will. And then just, yeah, start walking towards the hole. <laughs> okay. So you um, get in the hole, you sort of put a leg up and you get inside. And it's this smooth, black, stone-ish kind of tunnel that seems to go on forever. At least you get in and it looks like just pure black. It's just straight and lightless. And... Um, you just sort of begin to crawl, and you realize that it's it. What was a sort of a sizable funnel-shaped hole for a, like a Wheaton, for instance, it sort of like narrows down a little bit to the point where you're a little bit cramped as you're sort of trying to push through here. Cool. Do the rest of you climb into the tunnel? On the line. Keep moving. Who's next? Riding on the back of my bear lizard, like just crouch down. Will the lizard fit? Oh, it's a bear-sized thing. Is that gonna fit? It will, but like you won't be able to ride on top yeah. of it. You're like it'll be in front okay. of or behind you. Okay, I'll pull it. <laughs> Unless you want to like, it. <laughs> like suffocate your your your, your like bear, bear ass the whole way. <laughs> so you're all like basically like imagine a kind of like a commando crawl through this tunnel, um, and you you make you make your way through this tunnel for like. What feels like five solid minutes of just like moving into nothing. There's no twists or turns. It's just, you know, like nothingness. Like it, it, it seems like futile at this point. And then suddenly you all feel sort of, you feel your sort of hair. What if you have hair beginning to sort of stand on end? You feel like your, it feels like your organs sort of like flip over. You get that kind of like mm-hmm. nauseated um, uh, G-force kind of upside down kind of feeling. Uh, and I need everybody to make a will check. This is a resist world check, if that matters. Is, at this, all. Oh, okay. is this a scary yeah, situation? Okay. So yeah. No disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is only rolled threes. Yeah, five. I got an eight, which is my maximum. 
Cool. Oh, again, a reminder, you can boost, remember? Spend three, six, or nine grit to add plus three, plus six, or plus nine. Now let's see how this goes. I got a five. Can that be done before, or does it have to? It ideally should be be done before, but you can go ahead and do it now because, you know. I'm good on this one. I I like the idea of messing up in the tunnel. Okay, so five and three. Three. (laughs) Okay. So the two of you. um, It's the disease. Because of the way, yes, you have since you have space cancer, um, your your like your bodily health and your immune systems are a little bit compromised, and so this gut kind of bending sensation of that suddenly sort of wipes over all of you in in the tunnel, um, basically causes um, well suddenly your what's your lizard's name by the way. Tim. Tim. Did you just make that up? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Some call him Tim. 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 Yeah. So, so, so Tim the lizard, basically, like, he seems to be affected by this too, and suddenly freaks out. And since he is right next to you, basically, he starts like flailing wildly, and his sort of back claws are just like, basically, barely shredding your face. Like it is, like you are trying your best to like calm him down and wriggle him, like stop fucking. Damn it, Tim. Yeah. You, on the other hand, uh, immediately just like the wet equivalent of blowing chunks. Like mm-hmm. you know, you open your maw and just like like half digested beetles just at a pour out. Yesterday's fungus. Yeah. And you both <laughs> And because of this, you both lose D four grit. Right? So roll a D four and lose that much grit. Another three I have rolled nothing but three so far. Three. Meanwhile, I'm just slowly going faster and faster and faster because I don't like the tunnel. It's making me so there's the vomiting and the animals freaking out, and you're like realizing that like you're 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 able to sort of withstand like it it feels to you like if if the equivalent is like civilians in a jet, you're like you're Tom Cruise, you know you know you know you've done this before, right? Um, And the opposite side of you, the one that's like facing towards the top, the top of the tunnel, so to speak, right? Um, kind of is able to give a glance to um, uh, Zick and Tenbean um, that makes them sort of like calm down. You can see very quickly, like there's some kind of like almost soporific kind of effect where you feel kind of sleepy and mm. pleasant in a kind of a chamomile tea kind of way. Mm. And you realize like, oh no, it's okay. We've done this before. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. It'll make it worse if you freak out. Like, Even Tim seems to be like, his thrashing is like going slower and slower <laughs> to the point where his legs stop. And a lot of you continue through the tunnel. And you realize um, after this sort of you know, gut-bending experience that there's light at the end of the tunnel all of a sudden. There wasn't before. Go towards the light. (laughs) I mean, as soon as I can see that light, I'm going as fast as I possibly can. You begin crawling through, and a short time later, you arrive in the Arbor of Ukbar. What you see when you come out you don't actually crawl out of the tunnel exactly. You reach the light, and then it's like 
it's like you all sort of blinked simultaneously, and you realize that now you're just fully standing um, on this violet ceramic dais in the center of this circular room. Right? It's about 10 meters wide, but it seems larger than that because the walls are transparent. You can see through the walls that this ship that you're on now is floating above Titan, the uh, uh, Jupiter's moon, right? And you can see beyond Titan, but still pretty large, is Saturn itself, right? And um, you get... Um, uh, this is this is sort of what the ship looks like, by the way. Whoa. You're able to kind of get a look at the sense of that. This looks less like a ship and more like a like a weird squid choking a terrarium kind of mm-hmm. vibe. Um, <laughs> and you're there at the top in this sort of like anchor section here. Um, and you can see along the edge of the room at one point, there's a staircase leading up and one in the opposite way leading down. But otherwise there's... There's nobody in this room. It appears to be pristine. There doesn't appear to be any sort of like, there's no battle damage. There's no uh, discarded items. It's just, it's all clean and sparkly in a kind of like Apple Store sort of mm. sort of fashion. Uh, if you look at Rock, you notice that she started to like, uh, gl- kind of like glow in a weird way. Like she's part of a black hole and it's starting to like kind of escape from her and you just see her like stab herself and it slowly goes away. <clears throat> Medicated from being crazy all the time. Don't worry, she well, does that all the time. Fira's not here, so we can't call him. <laughs> Somebody has to call him. I... Zick? Zick Yo, what up? was that? Don't worry, she does that all the time. That's fine. Okay. Okay, so where are you going? Up or down? Because well, that... I do have a power. I just kind of look up. Okay, cool. How do I? But in terms of like physical location, here you are in the anchor, and it looks like you can only go up and down. Otherwise, the room is featureless. It's basically like, you know, it's this big circular room with this violet ceramic dais in the middle that you've arrived on. Right. Okay. So presumably, I mean, you as a banshee would kind of like figure it's like a teleport pad or something Mm -hmm. like that. That seems to be definitely does receiving. Can I figure out if it also does sending, or do we have to go? You would know that, like, this kind of thing, like, you're able to kind of eyeball the tech and go, like, well, this is pretty simple. Like, if it does, if it receives, it should Should also send. send. Okay. At the very least, you should be able to sort of finagle the system if it doesn't to make it, yeah, call home again. Provided that. You are able to get the tack map, of course, to get the kind of like interdimensional space co- time coordinates, <laughs> if you will, back to Spindle, right? So mm-hmm. you'll need to, at the very least, find Bureau and figure out where the where the tack map is. Okay, so I'm going to use my <clears throat> monkey scale track. Okay. And I either have to burn three, five, or seven grit. Depending on the uh, difficulty, yeah, difficulty. Yeah. It allows me to do it sans clues, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this would be an op- opportunity, ideal opportunity. So it'd probably be a five, since uh, 
it lists the clues don't exist or the target is hiding from you. Yeah, that sounds right. I was going to suggest five, but yeah. Yeah, that, that fits. Okay. So, I'll do that. i got to make a real check. Six. All right, very good. So, so what does that what does that tell you? It, I, it says you work to follow the trail of a single entity, or locate a single entity of interest. So. Okay, so it's just that's a, all right. I didn't know if there was something specific to that. Okay, yeah. So. So you, um, Candle, you are able to sort of like how do you track Bira? Is it by pheromones? Is it by quantum signature? Is it by you know um, uh, a gas? <laughs> like what? How does? How do you? I imagine do do? it's. Uh... I just kind of pick up a biosignature and can hone in on that. Okay, yeah. You you kind of get a sense of the um, the room's environment, and you get a sense of, like, floating, like, dead skin particles and hair follicles and all these things that are... These are almost microscopic things that... And you are able to form a kind of vague trail out of it. You realize that um, the direction that you need to head... According to this biosignature, is down. We need to go down. Um, another thing that I should note about this particular room, mm-hmm. right? Oh no, you guys, well, you guys are going down, right? Okay. Well, All that right. sounds like a pretty good idea. We're fairly close to the top, though. I assume if we head up, we can at least she's down. See all what's up there. She's down. What do I see when I like? What's up? You look up through the yeah. through the staircase. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a, a small room um, with what looks like transparent walls, much like the same this this anchor point here with the uh, the telepath. Um, but you also can see what looks like small. It the the room appears to be kind of the small, intimate, red cushioned room. It has this kind of like luxury. Vibe. Well, that looks nice, so I'm gonna head up there first. Yeah, we gotta find that map too. So uh, she, she's mm, down. This is for love. She's down. I'm going down. It's nice up here. Okay. Who do I say yes to? So as you, so candle, come up first. Do not listen. They're gone. Okay. So. Just to cover this, because this top part is a fairly small room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as you as you get inside it, it seems to be like an observation deck almost. Um, it's the again small, intimate, these red cushions. Like it has this um, this kind of like couch or love seat like quality, but it is a full unit in a circle that extends around the outer edge of the room. Does that make sense? It's like 
It's a the entire room is a conversation pit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comfy. And um, on the transparent walls, um, you can see, unlike downstairs, these um, appear to be like uh, they're displaying various complex astronomical data. At least that's what you seem to be Ooh. getting out of it. Um, I would like however. To you're able to get like the numbers out of this, right? But the actual language is foreign to you. It's you're not able to sort of parse exactly what's being displayed here, right? Can I try? Um, in terms of what? I don't know. Just using like reason, reason. to know. Uh, it would be a reason check. Okay. Yeah, use tech. I'd opt in for that. Ooh. Let's see what happens. It's a use tech, you say? It is. I can use my comm. I'm effectively going to say, like, part of how I'm making this role is calling out to Arbor of Ukbar, being like, Ship, can you help us translate this language? Oh, I rolled a three again. I got a, I got a seven. <laughs> Do you know any other numbers? <laughs> All I know is three. I got a nine. But that goes five. Just five. So five, seven, and nine. Dang. Walk into a bar. So who got above six? Nope. Two of you? Okay. That aren't tech savvy. <laughs> it's surprising me. I just know they. How I often mean, I'm rolling I've three. just been exposed to a lot of things. I guess. Literally. Literally. So, both of you touch the same, you know, essentially window, right, observation window at once, and the uh, the numbers, the astronomical data <clears throat> disappears, and you see that you see this red glow reflected in the, you know, the Sarah Steel transparent window in front of you. You turn. And you see that floating in the center of the room is this series of, it's, it's like an orb, but it's, it's not a solid orb. It's comprised of these red-looking glyphs, again, in a language that you don't recognize. Um, and there is a, a somewhat, a calm but slightly ominous voice, twinned, so it's like a male and a female voice kind of talking at once, right? Um, and it says something in, again, a language that you cannot comprehend. It doesn't appear... The tone of it seems, like, perfectly, like, conversational in the sense of, like... You, you, you get the sense that it's saying, um, awaiting input or something like that. Mm. As opposed to, like, kill, kill, kill. kill. <laughs> right. I know Tharn Zero and Carvaline... Dravian. This language is neither of those. Great. Thanks for listening to my, bang, my muddled thing. It's probably the old language that the guy mentioned that I did not take. The old Tempian or whatever. Mm. Yeah. I had the option to take it, but I didn't take it. That makes sense. You fool. Well, I asked which ones would be useful. <laughs> it's on you. Don't ask. Just do. Well, I did, and well, I, ra- guess raise it, your hand I guess before you ask. <laughs> Now you said you said Arbor of Ukbar as you were mm-hmm. as you guys were trying to do. Okay. 
Something to note. Roll a d4 oh, for me, actually. Fuck. Sure. <laughs> oh, three. Just say three. Yeah, you just, you're getting it. Wow! Three, obviously. I didn't roll it on the table when it wasn't a three. It, it almost mm-hmm. sounded like Crash Bandicoot. That's Whoa. a two this time. A two. Hey. A two. Okay. Duly noted. Whoa. Whoa. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so again, this, this this orb of floating sort of red glyphs appears and like says something to you and then just silence. And the two of you are, the lot of you are just kind of like looking at each other like, well, what now? That was real, right? Yes. Okay. Tim, did you get that? <laughs> right. I don't understand you either. <laughs> I forget. Tim doesn't speak spin. <laughs> Gonna cut to, like I'm, I'm cutting to Candle now. So, Candle, you've gone downstairs from the anchor room where the telepath is. trying to be stealthy. Okay, then roll uh, movement for me, please. Sneak. Which half of you? It's a 12. <laughs> Which half of you? Is that a nice. max on your... Yes. Very good. Okay. <laughs> so, you slink down the stairs, and you're very surprised to see that unlike the kind of the clean, transparent, steel ceramic sort of um, vibe of the anchor room. This room looks like, um, has the vibe of like a speakeasy. Um, dark sort of velvet um, chairs, uh, dark oak tables. Um, there is a, clearly a bar with a series of... Um, Shelves behind it with all kinds of like strangely uh, uh, bottled and shaped liquids of various varieties. Um, in a grim parody of the ancients, as you understand them, the old, the old people. Um, and you notice, and this thing doesn't notice you, is a single chrome yellow humanoid robot. Mm-hmm. Strangely enough... It appears to be quadriplegic, but um, it, it was not. It did not volunteer for this procedure. If you get my drift, there's like sparking wires and sort of uh, 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 f- you know, fiber optic kind of cable coming out from both arm and leg stumps, right? Um, and it, for some reason, appears to be dressed in like a a somewhat dirty shredded looking white toga it's not very white anymore it's you know but the rest of the room you can see um unlike the anchor room upstairs there's no windows of any kind it appears to be all solid there's that bar i talked about occupying about a third of arc of the wall right you, as, as I mentioned before, you notice the seating, but there are tables for what looks like gambling as well, and pinball and slot machine-like games along the rest of the wall. Um, and in the center of the room, um, there are stairs continuing down. One peculiar thing you notice, I guess in addition to all this other stuff, <laughs> over the bar hangs a large curved painting um, the, of the because, of course, this is another kind of like circular room mm-hmm. um, of a luxuriously apparelled woman with dark blue skin, five eyes, and six arms, mm. 
ripping the hearts out of six ceremonially robed men with gray skin and seven eyes. Is this just for candle or for all of us down or all of us down there now? I mean, no, you guys are still candles. upstairs. We're separate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can respect that. I think to myself, but then I follow the trail. Okay. So you head through um, the uh, the sort of speakeasy area, right? And begin to head down. This metallic stairwell is pleasantly styleless in design. It's like very sort of efficient and sleek. And um, you end up heading down um, head down the stairwell sorry I'm a little lost in this document for a second um, everybody always organizes it in their own way So you head down the stairwell and you come to what looks like a um, this transparent wall, right? Sort of circling the stairs, right? And each it appears to be kind of what's beyond that as you've reached sort of like the the widest portion of the ship, right? There appear to be four they're quadrants, right? Mm -hmm. And they appear to be beyond, like, they each have a kind of um, biosphere or something inside them, right? Mm -hmm. There doesn't appear to be anything resembling a door, right? It's just sort of a transparent wall around you. However, um, in front of what looks like a um, uh, the edge of a temperate forest, that, that quadrant, there's a huge hole in the wall. So, obviously, like, even though the wall is transparent, like, there's this big hole, and you can, like, you know, smell the sort of the, the forest ambiance. You can hear the sounds and everything coming through uh, this, this hole. Mm. Where, where does the trail lead? It goes straight through. Mm. So, I take out my bow and kind of ready it. And then stealthily go through the hole. Because love is on the line. That is true. So would you like two grit or plus two on your next roll? Plus two on my next roll. Okay, sounds good. So, you enter this temperate forest kind of biosphere, right? Full of these tall pine-like, oak-like trees, ferns, dense underbrush. You see a small stream meandering through, um, and you see that as it sort of traces past you, um, it it appears to sort of it appears to disappear into the ground underneath what looks like a steep hill, comprised of a bunch of small boulders, right? Um, you can see 
sun intensity light streaming down from the ceiling obviously like you know some artificial kind of like environment sort of pulls through from the outside you can hear a few bugs and bird-like saurians making noises in the distance um and sort of the forest sort of like extends in front of you and the stream follows as well so um you can travel um, along the stream, basically further in, or you can go back through the hole to the staircase, which did continue further down, but the scent, the biosignature, didn't go down either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so the signature is like along the stream. Heading into the, the deeper in the forest, yes. So, yeah, I'll continue along the stream. Back up top in the, um, the sort of observation deck area. A lot of you are still having a staring contest with this orb of floating glyphs. It again repeats the same thing that it said initially. In the same language, same tone. I'm going to just stop this. I'm going to do the classic thing and try to repeat exactly what it said back to it. Um, so you do your... Okay, actually give me a... Give me a charisma. Oh, I mean boy. a charm, sorry. Come no, on, no, six. no. Mm-hmm. There should be a reason, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on, not a three. Because you're trying to replicate a pattern. Hey, 11. Mm-hmm. We finally did it. Very good. So that's not a, that wasn't a crit or anything. That was nope. just, okay. Very good. So you're able to, with maybe some slight mispronunciation, but otherwise you're able to get the whole phrase out and everything. Um, even with your um, um, your Casual handicap of clicking. being a bug, you know, <laughs> the chitinous sort of nature of it, which is pretty impressive, all things considered. Um, there's, a, there's a brief window of silence as, um, as soon as you begin speaking this language, um, the, uh, the glyphs appear to sort of glow red, right? Like a brighter red as if they're sort of reacting. And then as soon as you're done speaking, there's a, there's a, about three seconds of silence, and then you hear um, a sort of. You hear the sound of like. There's a sound effect from like Windows ninety eight. <laughs> Is the it's that bonk noise like bring? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about that. Yeah, you the, hear that basically. The error noise. Yeah, you hear the error noise. You hear bring. <laughs> And, you know, and the, the glyphs are just still sort of hovering there. Try turning it on and off again. <laughs> okay. Wait. Huh? What will turning it off do? It's just what you do with technology. It'll, we'll see! It'll turn it off. <laughs> we'll make another reason use tech check for me, please. Get a plus one from the comms. Come on. Hey, 11 again. Very good. Okay. Looking around for a little, like, switch. <laughs> some way to interface with it. Off! Yeah. <laughs> computer off! I'm just grabbing a pillow from the little pit and, like... Alexa, oh, turn the computer off! No? Damn it. Who's Alexa? Arbor of Upar. name of my crow. Off! <laughs> so, you go to... Uh, so, you're, like, figuring out, like, you're doing all kinds of things. You're, like, clapping, clapping. and like, figuring out. And you eventually... Local you eventually... Touch one of the, what are now clear of, you know, display, right? Transparent walls, right? And the 
orb of glyphs disappears, but the display returns. You see, you can see that astronomical data, except mm -hmm. for the panel, about, you know, yay big, that you touched. And you see this, like, bulleted list, essentially. Again, in this language that you can't really comprehend, uh, this bulleted list of items, right? Um, entries, basically. Just stare at it for a moment and then go, Arbravukbar, language spin? Okay. Ooh, Worth I a like shot. It. I like it. Here's what I need you to do. Uh, Take damage. <laughs> <laughs> Instant death. So you know the power jack, right? You remember mm -hmm. jack? Oh, yeah, I've got jack. You're going to use that here. All right. So, Spend grit. You're going to need to burn 15 grit. Holy shit. I'll do it. It'll leave me with three. Woo! Which will be, in theory, just enough to go home. We'll see. Yeah. We're plugging in. All right. So you interface with this machine, and... Oh, no, it's not 15. It's 15 minus 2, because you rolled that d4 earlier. Oh, nice. Okay. Right. So it's only 13. Okay, hey. now you have five. Woo! Woo! It's so slightly better. more likely to return. You need to drive us home. So oh, long. hold on. You, <laughs> use, you, used Arbor, or you used the phrase Arbor Vukbar again, right? Mm -hmm. So you can roll again if you want a better Do I have to discount, take whatever? If you will. Uh, I mean, You don't have to take it. You just... Well, that's good. You got a 50% chance of doing better. Uh, that's a four. Yay! All right, so it's minus four then, so it would only be 11 grit, right? Take it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So you spend that, and... You see that there is a, a pleasant, like, ping noise, and Ooh. the language begins to translate itself into spin. And what you see before you is very clearly a menu of simple commands that the AI is capable of, uh, of performing um, that has to do with the ship. You see, um, you see commands for opening or locking any of the doors or... or hmm. You know portals in this in this ship. Um, you see viewing any area of the ship, viewing the ship's exterior or the sort of the near void side, right? You see the ability to change the temperature or humidity within Ooh. tolerable humanoid ranges. <laughs> There's one that simply says "play music." There's one that says "awaken the Marquesa." Don't touch that one. <laughs> there's one that says translate text to, and then there's like a drop-down menu for different languages. And then there's one that says print out info. Print out info. <coughs> okay, so you kind of, you touch that, and you see that it brings up this. This incredible list of like, it's clear that you've tapped into like, it's like encyclopedia or something like that. And it's basically asking you to select the article that you want to print out from its internal encyclopedia. Urge to push buttons. Rising. I mean, I'm just slowly walking up behind you. <laughs> and like looking at everything that could be pushed. Yeah. What's that one? Uh, 
So basically, what do you want to know? I period, and this there will probably be an article in here about it. Do they have any like last logs, most recent logs, that kind of stuff? Um, any sort of automated reporting system? Seeing as how this is an encyclopedia and mm. not a... See, that's the thing. Oh, the kind okay. of thing that you would expect to find in an encyclopedia. Yeah. Right. Yeah? Yes? Question. Look up that one, and I'll point to, like, the Awaken, whatever the name was. The Marquesa. So you're scrolling through the list, and you mm-hmm. do see an entry for a Marquesa. Can I click that? Also, can I touch a button? Do, do you want to touch the Marquesa button? You can pet my crow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm distracted. <laughs> I'm sorry, my character is very drunk most of the time. So, you see an entry for a, a being, I guess, hmm. entitled Maltravan Cadex, Marquesa of the Grey Pyramid. Hmm. Um, you see that this, this being is a, is a Tefnian, a, a series of, hmm. you know, people that are long gone now. Um, to give you an idea, um, fifty centuries ago, there was the decadent posthumans of Great Tefni, who ruled Earth and then had a dominion that stretched through the stars, um, and they were imagine. Um, Trying to find the best way to sort of describe them. Um, like a physical description, or not a, a physical description, but in terms of like their 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 culture, sure. if you will, right? Um, um, bo- inc- bored, amoral, like. Mm. Hedonists, almost mm-hmm. right, to the point where, like, you know, anything for a laugh. Yeah, so they're the the kind of pe- people who would like flay the skin off of their servant to like just because it was a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, Nero oh, this will be fun. Kind of, yes, like very much like, uh, well, actually, um, Caligula is what I was thinking of, right? You know yeah. what I mean? That kind of like sounds like my childhood. Oof. Rocks childhood. Okay. Good. I'm glad you're, glad you're I, I was like, "Oh wow!" Hold on, I'm talking to character. <laughs> a little, a little deep here for this game. <laughs> yeah, you see, the Marquesa is apparently a a, a Tefnian noble, noblewoman, um, and she is apparently on board the ship. A two point five meter tall, six armed, five eyed, dark blue skinned, and fanged humanoid creature. Um, and she is seen clutching a. It is an image that appears on screen along with this article, which, by the way, is as you're looking at it, printing out in this like. It's like this clear sort of film, mm. um, like I- imagine um, imagine like a, a sort of slightly thicker plastic wrap. Mm-hmm. Right, is coming out, and there's like this weird sort of like. Um, it looks like 
iron shavings in the way that like you move the old toy where you'd move the magnet around and like create shapes with the iron. Except oh, these yeah. iron fillings are like like basically hovering on top of a plastic sort of sheet, but it's blood colored, right? So it's so this red sort of ink kind of quality. But it looks like it's made out of these shavings, right? Um, and it shows this this katana of like ceramic steel and everything like that. You essentially get a monochrome version of this image. Okay. Alright, quick consensus. Where's it being kept on the ship? Do we hit the summon button? No. No. Where is it being kept? Uh, I'm going to read through the entry as quickly as possible. Since it is an encyclopedia, it only lists like up to like it has more historical and general information than like particular Tour, information. Yeah. So it just mentions that she was part of the group that boarded the Arbor of Ukbar for a, you know, a Soiree. long time. And that's like the most up-to-date information that this article has. Because again, it's an encyclopedia, not a, uh, an information, not a log or an information mm-hmm. store in that sense. Somewhere on board. It doesn't know where. Yeah, I'm sure it does, mm. but you have we to... We have to find the right button. You have to yeah. ask it. What else do we need to find in this? Well, we need to uh, find Bira. Maybe we'll find... Speaking of which, the three of, you, the three of you realize that you haven't seen Candle for mm. quite a while. Maybe it's time we go downstairs. Just for a little bit. That's not Candle? And I point off to the nothing. <laughs> By the way, Candle, back oh. downstairs, you're pushing your way through the forest or brushing around uh, uh, ferns and undergrowth and, and oak leaves and so on, following the stream and the biosensor reading that you're, you're getting. You suddenly hear this um, growing buzzing noise. Mm. And you're able to whip around... And you see that this horrifying-looking... Um, it looks like a... It looks like a mosquito, but it's the size of your head. Mm-mm. And it is um, now sort of rapidly almost dive bombing towards you with its proboscis fitted as it is rushing towards you. I got my hands together and looking Lee. <laughs> now I'm gonna spend Uh-oh. eight grit to tame this thing and hmm. for it to become loyal to me. Okay. It has to be with me for like eight hours. So how does so how does that work? I just spend the grit and it happens. It just happens. Yeah. Okay. Alright so, have I, to make it so how do you tame this thing then? It's like coming towards me and I grab it and kind of stroke its head. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it seems like in at least in the, in the sense of uh, a bug body language, very confused. And then it sort of realizes that, oh, this is actually pleasant. Nice. And so, yeah, and it sort of settles down. It, its wings are still flapping, of course. And it sort of, it takes a position just sort of hovering off of your shoulder. So I got the bat wing cat on one shoulder and the bug on the other. Yeah, you have what's called a dragon wasp. Um, and I actually have stats for it if you need to use it at some point <laughs> but it is 5 o'clock so it is time to pull, take, pull this to an end
But I thought we were never going to play this again. I would like to play this again. We might. I'm just oh, saying, great. like, this is not a long engagement. Thing. This is just... We just have to find out whenever Lance is going to have another nephew, right. niece, aunt birthday kind of thing. Or we'll just find Lance's character on the ship somewhere. Um, like, a a nephew, niece, aunt birthday. Yeah. I liked it. That may possibly mm-hmm. be next weekend if uh, they, they don't do them together. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would assume they do them together, but I would you never they know. do, but you never know. What did you think? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I put this together fairly quickly, and so I, I don't feel as. I, I haven't like, really fully digested all of this stuff for the system in terms of like mm-hmm. setting information and the rules and everything like that. So, it takes a little while to kind of. I, I, I feel a little, um, kind of out of sorts because I'm having to sort of like catch up to the system rather than mm-hmm. having a sense of it able to sort of like you know unspool stuff out on the fly instead I'm just I feel like I'm trying to catch up you know what I mean yeah figure uh, out how to implement things using yes. the system yeah. where to use the system yeah well, I liked it what did you guys think well, I liked it. yeah I, I like that they do build in some of that like hey what are you going for mm-hmm. as a way to be like trying to push you in one way and then get everybody else to pay attention and go Hey, are they doing their thing? Mm-hmm. Is, is this a moment where, you know, Ten Bean could get some laughs and he's not going for it? Yeah. And the system's, like, simple enough that it's kind of, like, nice and easy to interact with. It just comes down to that familiarity. Yeah. And I feel like it didn't actually take that long to put characters together. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at how long it actually took. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half. It doesn't, really. Yeah. Uh, you just... I mean, if you have access to the book or, or whatever, it's like, mm. you really... Pretty snappy. You pick two things, you, you put your dice in there, and then you buy some equipment, and it's you're done. good to go. Yeah. yeah. And there's not a... So. There shouldn't be a lot of choice paralysis with equipment. Most of it is like, here's the stuff that could be in your range. Here's yeah. everything else. Here's all stuff that's grossly overly expensive for you right now. Mm-hmm. Clearly not meant for level one people, you know? Nope. Which, I mean, for if they do, like, a quick start guide or something like that. I think they did. There is a quick start guide, mm-hmm. but I didn't use it because it was not the sort of latest edition of the rules. I mm-hmm. wanted to, like, get yeah, the sense the, of what it's fresh like stuff. now, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, if they, if, yeah, when they update that, I would almost hope that they go through and for equipment just kind of trim it down to, okay, what's possible for the starting of a character in terms of money-wise? And then just, here's those items, clean it up from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost seems like it's uh, designed to create party tension. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not real good with that, but it seemed to work out this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I would, <laughs> in just about anything else, I wouldn't... Uh, Separated from the party. Sure. But this, it seems to encourage that. At least a little bit. Yeah. There's a couple of nudges in that direction. And the aspect of the the Telos, for instance, like calling each other out and being like, you're not following your Telos, that's not a hard rule. It's just, it's an an optional kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that, like a lot of other things in that book, it can be flavored to taste. You know what I mean? Like if, if yeah. your group's not kind of comfortable with it. Although, you know, of course, the, um, the jackal slash mouse class um, does sort of have a built-in sort of, that's a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah, obviously overtly like. It tries to thrive on that. Yeah. It tries to thrive on that sort of inter-party tension a little bit, yeah. But it doesn't have to be like that. It, there's, mechanically speaking, that does lean into it. But the rest of the game is, I think, fairly neutral. Yeah. About it, it's still kind of pushing you towards, like, hey, get things done, complete the goals. Uh, well, ultimately, everybody's enemy is the company and all mm-hmm. the skeezy people who work for it. And sure. So on and so forth. So, yeah. And it, mm-hmm. it definitely would be interesting to see, like, how a debriefing of sorts would go, just in terms of, like, all right, what are you trying to steal mm. or oh, slip yeah. by? Sure. Mm-hmm. How do you make that work? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like, would we end up trying to rat out Pharaoh or Firo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Really the... Potentially. That's certainly money. on the table, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would we be do getting we just take the pay? map for ourselves and? Yeah, that's that's the other option. It, I mean, that's exactly. I mean, the 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 module in the system are designed for you to make those decisions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever about the kid, I'll just take the tech map and get the hell out of here. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Or like selling out Firo, or like you know. So yeah, there, it 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 anticipates those those decisions, right? Oh, nice. So okay, cool. So sorry, sorry, it was a little slapdash because again, I, I sort of put it together kind of kind of late. It didn't feel slapdash um, to me. So. It felt good. Yeah, I think honestly, the longest we waited was just for name generation of Stump, <laughs> which uh, I immediately gave a nickname to the sticking. <laughs> anyway, so as it goes. <clears throat> what about Rump? So it's kind of Stump and Rock, you know, kind of clean it up a little bit. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Stumpy, rumpy, rock. Yeah. It's perfect. Why? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Don't be <laughs> and I definitely like the idea of, like... Your crow named Alexa, not silly. Trying to push people into, like, yeah, play it up a little bit for weird and yeah. laughs a bit. Like, it's very clearly supposed to be, like, a dangerous situation that characters take seriously but the universe itself is still very weird and whimsical mm-hmm. yeah that like heavy metal is a perfect example for it yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that and there's like some like i said uh, gene wolf's book of the new sun is like is sort of on the darker end of that where it's like this sort of science fantasy kind of thing um there's also some other, I mean, there's some, like, sources and inspirations name-checked in, like, mm-hmm. the book and some Patreon post or whatever that talk about, like, specifically where these ideas are coming from. But again, like, there's also this sort of grimdark element, too, because there's this capitalist crushing sort of bureaucracy, and there's the Lovecraftian elements in there, too, and there's the alien vibe, too, and you're on a ship and you don't know, like, what's there, what's there. what you're going to encounter. Yeah. And most of it probably isn't friendly. Yeah, joking. nearly all of it. So, unless you tame it, right? 
I honestly thought I was never going to use that. <laughs> and then there you go. <laughs> it's pretty great. Now you have a dragon wasp. Like, who doesn't want one of those? It's that perfect little friend. Until next session when we find out it like tries to eat its owner when it sleeps or something. <laughs> Just a little bit of blood. As well, a as a treat. It, it, it'll come with me, but I have to keep it for like eight hours and work with it mm. before it becomes loyal. Ah, okay. okay. So it just kind of hangs out and goes like, all right, you're not too bad. Mm-hmm. We'll hang around play. another hour and see how it goes. Well, hopefully we'll find you before you die. <laughs> True. Or summon. Like the idea we and go down Shiva to the same level and just type. be like, all right, split up and search for clues. <laughs> and then each of us finds our own way to die in a different biome. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> They said it was safe. Oh no, my blood. We never believed them. No. No. <laughs> so we'll bring the dogs over tomorrow? Yeah. Sometime in the afternoon? 